question for you, Cam. What's mm-hmm. your favorite origin story? My favorite origin story. I have to say I'm a big Star Wars fan. Sure. And so I'd have to say the origin of Darth Vader. Right, uh, okay. Be quite, quite controversial. Yeah, that's uh, right. He, he's, a, he's a baddie, but the, the story behind why he's a baddie, I think, is, is a good one. You know, he starts off as an innocent kid and then he, like, grows up and... Spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, you know, he, he could be some, some, some stuff happens and then he ends up turning evil and that's becomes right. the, the main villain of the next three movies. Well, my favourite origin story uh, of St. Stephen's Church has to be the original person with whom we name our church after, St. Stephen. Mm-hmm. And we read about him, relatively brief cameo actually, in the book of Acts. And this is right at the end of a long speech of his uh, and he's being executed stoned Mm, for his mm -hmm, faith mm -hmm. and he he says these words in in verse 60 of chapter 7 then he fell on his knees and cried out lord do not hold this sin against them when he had said this he fell asleep that's right and when he fell asleep he wasn't having a nap he had uh been executed Mm -hmm. he'd been put to death yeah been stoned for the apparent heresy that he was speaking in at least at the hands of the Jewish Mm. uh, people and authorities there. He had just given a long speech, a long sermon really, detailing God's promise and involvement right the way through from Abraham all the way through down through David uh, to Solomon uh, as well as quoting from Isaiah and he particularly makes the point that Christ has fulfilled all these uh, Mm. promises and all these people of the Old Testament Mm -hmm. as well, and yet uh, the people there, the members of the Sanhedrin read in verse 54, they were furious, and I love this phrase, they gnashed their teeth (laughs) at him. It's like they became so furious they became animals towards Mm, him, really. Uh, It's quite a disgusting uh, sort of picture of humanity. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. So just before uh, Stephen is fully executed, he has this wonderful vision into the throne room, a bit like Isaiah, but actually mm. into the heavenly uh, government where Christ is seated. He's completed his atoning work mm. on the cross. This Remember, mm. this is only just after uh, Christ has ascended, uh, after resurrecting from the dead. Mm. He's ascended into heaven and he's sat, or standing, should I say, next mm. to God. Uh, a great picture of Christ's salvific work completed, so mm. to speak, but also mm. his present action in the world as mm. well. And obviously, as well, Stephen is very famous for being the first Christian martyr, mm-hmm. right? He's the first one who has died for his faith. Now, Cam, we've just been learning a bit of Greek as well. Martyr, what else does martyr mean? Uh, martyr in, in the original Greek Go on. Uh, means witness. Yeah, witness yep. or testimony. And mm. so that's what... Yep. Stephen has done here, not just with his words, but now with his life and with Mm -hmm, his death. mm -hmm. And it became a huge, hugely important uh, idea for a lot of the early church fathers, a lot of the early church Christians who wanted to partake in Jesus' sufferings, not just physically and earthly, Mm. but also in his death and his martyrdom Mm. as well. And he did all this for the glory of Jesus Christ, not Mm. for the glory of himself, and it's quite astonishing, really. It's, it's outrageous that at the end of this event in chapter 7, he comes to the conclusion as he's breathing his last breath uh, to forgive those who mm. are sinning against him. He's taken literally the words of the Lord's Prayer that God may forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. It's mm. this beautiful embodiment of what that is. And another similar passage is when Christ is in the 
uh, throes of being thrown onto the cross. He mm-hmm. has been persecuted and mocked and scorned. And he says this in Luke chapter 23. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Yeah, even in this extraordinary time of trial and again, imminent execution, mm. Christ is praying uh, for the forgiveness of their sins. Uh, people who are evil, really, in mm. their actions, mm. as well as their understanding of who God is. And it's a great incentive for us to forgive those who sin against us. I highly doubt that we'll be placed in the face of martyrdom. Yet, even still, we are called to be humble and Christ-like as we forgive those who sin against us, knowing that God has forgiven us through Jesus Christ's work on the cross against the many greater sins that we've committed against Him.